Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. And you can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Warren Radio is on is now on the following platforms: Amazon Prime Music and Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. And do not miss these posts on Warren-USA and DanaGlynSmith.com. American Constitutional Republic Today When speaking on our American Constitutional Republic Today, many people that live in our nation do not have a clue as what it is. American Memories on Memorial Day This was what America was. It also was one where the family ate together practically all meals. Today, we find Americans divided more than at any time since the Civil War. The ship of state and the judgment of God as given to the people of the book to understand the biblical judgment and issues facing America. Many will rejoice at hearing of judgment of God on this nation. And the following are the latest posts on warren-usa.com. Light or Darkness, Fighting God, The Kingdom War, Part 5 on Sound the Shofar. Light or Darkness is a choice that goes back to the beginning of humankind. In the garden of goodness, truth, and perfection, there was one issue. And do not miss our latest Warren Radio episodes for the week of March 29th through the 31st, 2023. Christ's Cross, Deliverance, Sinful Generation, Persecution, Gospel Advocacy at Warren Radio. And Righteous Servant, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 167 on Battle Lines. And also, Unfit, Unclean Watchmen, Throne of Iniquity, Part 7, on Warren Radio. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And you can get your copy on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, 
Ingram, Walmart, and the Rising eBook can be found on Google Play. You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com and while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's... Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yes, sir. Here we are on Thursday. We're in April. And where we sit looks pretty good. We got a lot of snow, so that'll help us uh, water everything. And uh, while everybody is, what would you say, divided, <laughs> hateful? Yeah, all of the above, divided, hateful. Into um, the world, you know. Um, I mean, it's just so many things. What do you call that, uh, wanting to take somebody down? Well... What they're um, just trying to destroy people yeah. at any cost. They don't care what the cost is. No, they don't. And so... But what they don't realize, that you reap what you sow, and it's going to come back on you. You know, that's, that's very true. And in America, people live as if there's no tomorrow. That's right. They freely hate people. They plot against people. They openly speak evil of people. I mean, we, and, and we're just not talking about a few, but it's a way of life anymore in America. Your social media is atrocious. And so, it's too bad. It, it is, it really is. And, uh, I mean, you you find people at war with each other all over the world. And all of these things are end-of-day stuff that we look at. And so we are going to be beginning in verse 12. And so we're going to get going on that. Okay, tonight, you shall break forth, brings us to the end of Isaiah's chapter 53, and the beginning of chapter 54 in this prophetic book. It is part 168, and now we are looking at the last of the Messianic prophecies of the Messiah, 
We also investigate the blessings of Judah and of those scriptures regarding the restoration of Israel. An interesting and at the same time intriguing portion as we see how the Lord deals with his children and how his focus is on mercy and redemption as well. Restoration and blessing come into play. However, these things must meet a criteria. This we cover. And now back to you. I'll see you on the other side. Okay. Verse 12. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great. Now this is the servant that the Lord has, has called Therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he has poured out his soul unto death. He was numbered with the transgressors. He bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. When I read this, I, I think of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, you know, all this stuff put in here by Isaiah is just nails it on the head I will divide him a portion with the great and of course Yahshua Jesus Christ had a name above all names he triumphed openly over all principalities and powers and he was the first fruits and so he went to the cross and he went with the anointing in him was all the Godhead bodily and yet in spite of all that at any time he could have called out legions of angels to rescue him but he went through it anyway he went to his own and his own received him not they didn't even recognize him. He created all things and they didn't even recognize him. And so these are the, you know, he was despised and rejected of men. But he still had people that believed on him. So dividing a portion with the great, I will divide him a portion with the great. And not only that, he has made a way for multitudes of people to come alongside him. And that's what the gospel does. It gives us hope. And he shall divide the spoil with the strong because he has poured out his soul unto death, which is what he did. But he was also resurrected from the dead thus becoming the first fruits but see you look at him and you look at those that believe I mean you can look at the you know the apostles you know before he went to the cross you know they they had a time learning they had to learn and even Peter denied him when he w went to the cross but in the end the apostles did learn and did make it now see what's he doing there well the apostles are going to be with him they won with him 
you know, I'll divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. You know, all conquerors do that. But Jesus, Yahshua, is Lord of Lord and King of Kings. And there's a reason he came to redeem man. And the reward is living in heaven with him and the Father. And there you shall have all things. I mean, you can't even begin to explain when we really look at what this means to be a Christian. When we live in what we live in and we see the division, we see the hatred, you know, we see death and death threats, we see every kind of evil and fornication and every kind of godless thing going on. And you see, in the midst of all that, that's part of the being strong in Christ with his spirit. He was numbered with the transgressors. Who was the transgressors? All of us. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And he being the son of God, he came and poured out his soul unto death. His blood was shed for our transgressions. He laid bare the sin of many. You see, when he came and came to the Jews and he spoke directly to them, he made it abundantly clear they couldn't hide anymore. They had to make their decision. And the decision is whether to believe on him or not. And he laid bare the sin. Because once the Lord came, there is no more covering, no more hiding sins. The only way a sin can be taken care of is through the cross of Jesus Christ and the shedding of his blood, and for you to believe that. So he made intercession for the transgressors. And so you can see, you know, from start to finish in Isaiah 53, 12, it sums up everything the rest of the verses was saying. Just like First Timothy says in second uh, in the second chapter and a couple of verses five and six for there is one god and one mediator between god and men the man christ jesus who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time for there is one god and one mediator These are interesting verses. And the thing that makes it most interesting, it comes to us from Isaiah, which discusses Israel. Discusses their issues, their problems. And yet in the midst of all this, we find the cross the suffering. He is known as the suffering servant. He's also known as the greater son of David, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. 
And each one of those little tiles, you, you can go back and you can find them in the Old Testament. Because he's the one that came through Judah. Hebrews 9, 24 through 26. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Nor yet that he should offer himself often, as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with the blood of others. For then must he have often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world has he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So the cross just wasn't something for the Jews to kill him. And so the issue, he is the high priest. But after the order of Melchizedek, not after the order of the Levites, which is after the flesh. You're born into this as a Levite. Christ was the Son of God and is the Son of God. He's the Almighty in Revelation 1. But as the high priest... He's above everything. And it explains here in verse 25, Nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with the blood of others. Everything was a sacrifice back then. And the high priest had to do it every year. We do have you get later on in the year, you find the Day of Atonement. You see, Christ is that atonement. But he doesn't have to come back every year. See, the high priest in the temple, they had to offer these, these sacrifices every year. And then they had other offerings and stuff they had to do. You know, can you imagine being the Lord of Lords and Kings of Kings having to go back every year to suffer for the sins of mankind? He doesn't have to do that. We're not looking for another Savior. For Christ is the Savior. But now once in the end of the world has he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Once. And so, you know, as we begin to see many things that we look at in Scripture, you know, you can find them in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, especially. Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. Talking about the end. The coming of the Lord. Now see we. You know he's not. 
going to come again to die on the cross. He's coming again to rule as King of kings and Lord of lords. That's the difference. He's not going to be born among men. And and believe you me, there are antichrists out there that show up. I've counted quite a number of them over the years. You know, if, if you have someone that says they're the Christ, the Son of God, and he was born among men, you know, <laughs> he's not the Son of God, no matter what he does. Because the Son of God is coming in the clouds with the armies of heaven. Period. He's not going to come to be crucified. Now there is a dark one coming. And he's not going to be crucified either. But eventually, after a short time, his kingdom and all the judgment on the world will be concluded. And he will be thrown into the a place of waiting till a certain time that he'll be released and then he'll be permanently destroyed. But the focus, you know, why do we put up with this nonsense? You know, these are the trials. These are the things that we're to step up to. And when I see what's going on around, and, and there's a lot of stuff that just is not right. It's not moral. It's not right. It should never happen. But it does. We're lawless. We're sinners. And no, we haven't repented. But if we look at what's coming, Christ is coming before he comes. There's going to be one of the gravest times of tribulation. In Luke 23, there's a few verses 32 through 38. And there were also two other malefactors led with him to be put to the death. Now these are the other two people that were going to be crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, and there they crucified him, and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he be Christ, the chosen of God. Well, they can thank God. He didn't get down off that cross and throw their butts in hellfire. That's what they would have deserved. They mocked the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Son of God. And when he went to Calvary and he died on that cross, he put up with the mocking. Little did they know that by killing him on that day on the cross 
and the blood ran for the sins of mankind. And when they took him down, they had prepared him his body, and they laid it in a tomb to which no man had ever laid. And you can just see the relief on the Jews, especially the high priests and others who plotted to kill him because they didn't want him causing them the fact of losing their own little kingdoms. They plotted to kill him. They were murderers. Be yet the Lord said, Father, forgive them. And the people stood beholding or watching. You know, you're standing there dying and everybody's standing around watching you. You know, that's the time I'd like to have gotten off the cross and burned their souls in the pit of hell. You know, but see, that's the flesh. You don't want to do that. <laughs> but he stood there while they did that. You know, and you know very well that some of these that were deriding him, they seen the miracles that he did. And they were real miracles. And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he be Christ, the chosen of God. See, that, that would have been the worst thing for him to do, to save himself, get up off the cross. But you see, there's some principles that he laid down. He said, Whosoever saves their life shall lose their life. So based on the things that he himself taught, he could not come down off that cross. Because he said, if you save your life, you will lose it. If you lose your life for my sake in the Gospels, you will find it. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offer him vinegar. Well, you know, I like vinegar, but if I'm thirsty, I don't want a glass of vinegar. You know, I mean, all of this is mockery. You know, if you're dying, vinegar isn't going to help. Even a glass of water isn't going to help. <laughs> Might make you feel better. But man, you're nailed to a cross. But the thing that I find amazing is when he was resurrected, and Mary came along and he said, Mary called her name out. She said, Rabboni. You know, she, she knew who he was. And he said, don't touch me. I haven't ascended to the Father. I mean, here he is, alive. And when he appeared to the apostles, he said, come on over here. He was, <laughs> he was talking to all the apostles at that time especially doubting Thomas. And he said, touch my skin. I'm not a ghost. I've got bones. Touch my bones. You know, come on. Get over here. Don't be unbelieving. <laughs> you know, we're, we're pathetic. You know, in all our churches and everything, you know. Do you believe in miracles? Do you believe God can do anything? Well, see, I believe he can. And as I see what the people are doing to Donald Trump and 
what uh, this latest fiasco is with them wanting to put him in jail for 130 years. I'm reminded of the Lord. Now, Trump is not perfect. But you look at how they hate him. And the only thing he wanted to do was help save America. And when he was president, he wanted to do the best job. And he wanted to have the best economy and the best of everything. That's all he wanted. He just wanted to do do good for America. He didn't even didn't even get a wage because he donated it. And the way they hate him today, you would think that he is the devil himself. That is how lost, offended, and wrong American society is today. Because just like the Lord himself told his apostles, the servant is not above the master. If they have persecuted me, he said, they will persecute you. And when I was looking at them doing that to Trump and everybody rejoicing, the news was rejoicing, the liberals, they don't even care as long as they get rid of him. There was some others, and uh, Veritas, former Veritas, he was interviewing some of them, and they said, well, we don't even know what he did, but we don't care as long as he's gone. What did he do that's so bad? He was trying to make America good, great again, better than ever. Now, you see... If you're trusting in a country, if you're trusting in America, if you're trusting in anything else, know this. This country, this world is going to be run by a crook that is a lot worse in, than Trump. If you, if, you think Trump's, if you think Trump is a crook, then you're about as ignorant. Well, we'll let that go. But think of that as ignorant. You're blinded. Because your ways are the ways of death. And you look at America and it's heading right into the abyss. And people are rejoicing. And they're rejoicing that they might have stopped Trump. I mean, how stupid is that? Kill the one that wanted to help you. He didn't even take a paycheck. You got Biden over there taking a paycheck and he doesn't even know what he's doing half the time. See, this is about sin. But see, the Lord said, Father, forgive them. I'll tell you, I don't know about you, but we got a flesh. You know, people start doing that to you. Your, your flesh is going to rear up. It's going to say, you know, I want a piece of these people. I don't like what they're saying. And I don't like what they're doing. But see, the Lord says, vengeance is mine. And the people will find that vengeance. But the thing that really made the Jews, you know, he didn't appear to the Jews that, that wanted him dead. He only appeared to those who believed in him and were his followers. When the Lord comes again, when his church is taken, the unbelievers ain't going to be around watching for it.
And even if it's at the end, you're going to be standing up there dressed in white, restored faster than you can shake a stick at. And nobody will ever know where you went. Because you'll be in that great beautiful crowd of believers who are redeemed. And the wicked will be in a place they don't like. And you know, and after all of this, what they did to the Lord, a superscription was also, also was written over him in the letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And, and, and uh, those of the Pharisees, of course, they were sent by the chief mucky-muck priest himself. They didn't like in Greek, Latin, and Hebrew letters this is the king of the Jews. He's not a king of ours. Caesar's our king. Oh, you stinking hypocrite. You know those Caesars. They don't want, they don't need your worship. They already have all power. But they want you to serve their every whim. And part of that in the later part of the Roman Empire, including throwing all the Christians to the lions, they had a blood lust for, that wouldn't quit. And even the public had a blood lust. They enjoyed watching Christians get pulled apart by elephants or slain by gladiators as they stood there and tried to fight. The Roman Empire in the end it was terribly wicked but in the end they did have a Christian leading the place. Philippians 2 5 through 11. Oh, I'm reading this to you for a reason. Because what we went through was a special section in Isaiah that pertains to the Messiah, the Son of God, the greater Son of David. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. You see, he was and did have glory with the Father in the beginning of everything. And so he humbled himself And became a man. And was born of a woman. And that fulfills the scripture. The seed of the woman would crush the serpent's head. And that's where all this stuff that we're going with uh, transgenders now. A man can be a woman. Well you wouldn't have qualified 
Not at all. There were certain requirements for the woman to have in order to bear the Son of God. And you wouldn't make it. Not only wouldn't the transgenders make it, most women wouldn't make it. So wherefore God, or because of these things, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, things in earth, and things out of the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. That's Paul writing to the Philippians. Every knee should bow in heaven, in earth, and under the earth. Now I've talked about this with other people about under the earth. You could say, well, what's under the earth? Space. Because we're a ball in space. The only thing that is under the earth is space. But if you consider earth being the ground, then there's something under the earth. Now, a lot of people have talked about a middle earth. So you look at a lot of things, there's a lot of mysteries. But he is... King of kings and Lord of lords. And so that brings together the wrap up of those verses in Isaiah 53. And there's a few verses leading up to that. Isaiah 54 1. Sing, O barren. That's referring to Sarah. Thou that didst not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud. That thou didst, that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. This is interesting. Kyle and Delish discuss this chapter, saying, After the servant of God has expiated the sin of his people by the sacrifice of himself, and Israel has acknowledged its fault in connection with the rejected one, and entered into the possession and enjoyment of the salvation procured by him, the glory of the church which has thus become a partaker of salvation through repentance and faith is quite ready to burst forth. Now in that <laughs> that complicated verse uh, words that Kyle and Delise said the servant of God the Messiah removed the sin of his people both Jew and Gentile. And of course Israel rejected him. 
but through the Messiah. They acknowledge their sin, their fault, and they enter into possession and enjoyment of the salvation that he brought to them through the cross and the shed blood. Not only that, he brought that church into glory where the Goyim or the Gentiles were, which were not in a church, but became part of the grafted in. And so all of them became partakers of salvation through repentance and faith. Now Loth speaks of the barren. And he looks at this as the church of God under the Old Testament. Confined within the narrow limits of the Jewish nation. Still more so in respect to the very small number of true believers. Which seem sometimes to be deserted of God, her husband. Well, there's no doubt that when Judah went into captivity, the Lord was not around. He turned his back for 70 years. And Israel was barren because they had lost everything in the captivity. And so, too, when you talk about promises, that's why when they look at Baron, they look at Sarah. And she finally bore. And it's through Isaac that the promise came. It's not through Ishmael. And you can be an Arab all you want. You can be a Jew all you want. You can be agnostic. But see, your, your heritage, you know, whether you're German whether you're Italian, whether you're, you know, a Palestinian, whether you're a Jew, what, 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 whatever, doesn't matter. But see, in 54.1, they were told, sing. Why? Because the deliverance is here. Now you see, it says in the back part of that, Break forth into singing and cry aloud, Thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. You see, the children of the married wife were those Jews Who did not, they lived in Jerusalem, they lived in all of the land, and God was their husband. They were wed to him, and they did not sin, and they didn't face judgment. So when you have a, a husband, you're going to have children in abundance. But see, when you go into captivity, you're barren. Because in the war, all your children have been killed. And because you're in captivity, you're not going to have any more. 
You're not going to have a family. You're not going to be wed. You're a slave. And so that's what he's talking about. You did not bear because of the captivity. But now you can break into singing. You can even cry. You didn't travail with the child, but now you can. Because when you were desolate and against God, you had a lot of children. But then when you sinned and judgment came, Oh, your kids were dead. Now see, the children of the married wife, you know, when God is your husband, God is your God, and he blesses you, you got plenty. But once desolation comes, you have nothing except desolation. Let me tell you something here. That's what's coming for America. America was married at one time. For the Lord blessed this nation greatly. And then this nation turned its back on the Lord God. And we still have churches, but you're still going to see barren because we're not where we need to be. And you try creating a good meal out of nothing. Try to see how many children you're going to raise when all you can give them is dust. America, you have not eaten dust. Back in the 30s, you ate dust because that's all there was on the counters of the farmhouses and things. But what you're doing today, you have done it to yourselves. You have sold your freedom for sin. And sin is destroying this nation. And because you won't listen, this is going to be ten times worse for you. Because you'll never see it coming. Sing, O Baron. And see, a lot of times, there, you know, when you're when you're talking about these things, we can talk about the people. The people are in Jerusalem, and if the people are bearing children and doing good, Jerusalem's doing good. But seeing O Baron directly affects Jerusalem. While in captivity. The people did not bear. And in that exile, the, she was robbed of her children. 
Jerusalem was forsaken. Her temple was gone. Her gates were torn down. Her walls were destroyed. And they had just a small group of people. You know, they had the poor there. They always do leave people to try to take care of it. But it's nothing like what it was. And see, the same thing we can find in Sarah, as we were talking about, in her barrenness. But later in her fruitfulness, she bore Isaac. And it's through Isaac that the seed of promise was to pass. So you see that in life, you see this concept of suffering and blessing and promise and barrenness. And if you want America to be barren just so you can live a certain way, well, that may be okay for you, but that's not okay for the rest of people. But the good thing of it is, and I've said this for years, and that is whenever you see judgment, including on America or any place else, it is always, I repeat, always redemptive. And if you choose to ignore it, for you it's not going to be redemptive. But for Sarah, she didn't remain barren. For the children of Israel who came back in Judah and Jerusalem. They didn't remain barren. Sarah never remained barren. And the promise of God was fulfilled for all of these people. And Jerusalem to this day is known as the city of promise. But see, Jerusalem in, in this world today, where the Jews are and many others, the term in Revelation a descriptive thing about Jerusalem is not flattering. Because right now she's responsible. She has a lot of blood guilt. And there's wicked spirits. It's in turmoil. But in Revelation, Sodom and Egypt is what is used to describe her. Because God can see what they're doing. Sixty-two, Isaiah sixty-two, four to five. Thou shalt no more be termed forsaken; neither shall thy land any more be termed desolate. But thou shalt be called Hesbah, and thy land Beulah, for the Lord delighteth in thee, and thy land shall be married. I like those terms. I want God to be delighted in America and in its people. 
I want the land to be married to the Lord God. And for as a young man marrieth a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee. As a bridegroom rejoiceth over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. Now see, though all of that are prophecies about Israel. But there is an underlying truth here. Christ came to the cross to remove the the curse, to remove the desolation, to remove that forsakenness. And he took all of that, all of your sins, and threw them into the depths of the sea if you would but believe in him and follow him. So the Lord could delight in you. So that the land you live on is Beulah, where the Lord delights in you. And the Lord is married to you in that land because you repented. For as a young man marries a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee, and as a bridegroom rejoiceth over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. You know, there's a lot of people that have never really had that experience. And some of them have, and they don't live together. But there's a reason why God made it to where a man and a woman would be married. It even says that shall leave his mother and his you know his whole other family and take a wife because he wants you happy he wants you his child Hebrews 11 11 through 12 through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed remember she was barren now she can conceive and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. The Lord did not lie. Therefore spring there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars in the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable, because through Sarah and and Isaac... Sarah and Abraham came Isaac and out of that the Lord came and redeemed and so what the Lord told Abraham his seed would be more than the scars of the sky in multitude God always intended to redeem the Gentiles and every other person who would repent. It's an amazing thing when we look at it. Well, 
Romans 9:23 through 26 and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy that's you and me which he had afore prepared unto glory even us whom he has called not of Jews only but also Gentiles that's why the devil wants such a division between the Jews and the Gentiles but God wants unity through Christ as he saith also in O.C. or Hosea I will call them my people which were not my people and her beloved which was not beloved and it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them you are not my people there shall they be called the children of the living God and if there was one that wasn't a people of God that was the Gentiles and so in judgment God always, always wants redemptive and mercy and hope. But if you get stubborn and reject all that, that's what you'll get. Rejection. Christ didn't die on the cross to send you to hell. He died to make you a citizen in heaven and a child of the most high God and have glory like the son of God so we are not quite through that and I know this is you know in Isaiah I want to go through through these things so you can understand that Isaiah in the Old Testament is not just an Old Testament book full of laws, but there's a purpose behind everything. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, bless your people, all those who hear. Help them to understand. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, and receiving of this word in Jesus name. Okay, Tower. Okay. Yes, another great word from Isaiah. Uh, I'm think of the mercy of God. It's amazing. We're not like that. We have mercy but not like God. Well, you know, that's what we're supposed to supposed to do you know you know if you don't show mercy you're not going to get mercy no his his mercy is just we can't comprehend how great it is but one day we'll understand yep that's true i think it's it's just amazing to me it is so we pray that this study helps you and that you rejoice with us in what God has done and what he's going to do. What you see happening on the earth is not the end, it's the beginning. Christ is coming soon. One day it'll be over. We got to go now.
Okay, good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We love you. We hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. We pray for you. And may God richly bless you for all you do for him. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go to our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Till next time, shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires goal for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.